Finding your perfect niche can be tough. I mean, you don't really know where to start and there's a lot to consider. Thankfully, my niche finding formula will ease that out for you and show you how to find a profitable niche in just three straightforward steps. Introducing Online Business FM with Louie Luke. Online business ideas, digital marketing strategies, growth hacks, SEO, and blogging tips to help you succeed in the online world. Online Business FM. Let's find out together how we can make it online. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Online Business FM podcast, episode 16. My name is Louis, and I'm here to help you start, grow, or scale your online business. I want to help you find the freedom, the financial independence, the joy of doing something that you love, the time to enjoy and be with the ones you care about, and live life on your own terms. That's really what starting and running an online business really is about. The opportunity of becoming your own boss and taking back control of your life. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode at onlinebusiness.fm/16. And I'm inviting you to subscribe to our mailing list at IncomeProdigy.com. And of course, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this show on your favorite podcasting app so you won't miss a thing. Who oh, on, by the way, super quick. If you've ever considered launching your own podcast but you don't really know where to start, I have three amazing resources for you that can really help you out that I used and still use to this day. The first one is the podcast Cheat Sheet created by Pat Flynn, one of the greatest podcasters around, that you can download for free, which lays out all the items you need to check off for planning and starting your own podcast. Check it out at onlinebusiness.fm slash podcast cheat sheet. The second one is actually Pat Flynn's awesome podcasting course, which you can find at onlinebusiness.fm slash poweruppodcasting. Onlinebusiness.fm slash poweruppodcasting. And finally, the third resource is a discount code on LibSync, the media hosting where this show lives. Go to the sign-up page on LibSync.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N. Select the subscription option and enter the promo code PRODIGY, P-R-O-D-I-G-Y. If you sign up after the first day of the month, and this is important, it needs to be after the first day of the month, you'll get the rest of that month and the following one for free. All the mentioned links are affiliate links, which means that I earn an affiliate commission at no extra cost to you, if you follow my links and end up purchasing any of the recommended products. Alright, let's get started. In order to find a profitable niche for affiliate marketing or any other online business model, I've devised a simple yet effective three-step system. You first start by brainstorming for niche ideas and picking out your favorite ones. Then, in step number two, you match your favorite picks with their respective parent markets so you can get a clearer sense of how profitable they can be. Finally, you further gauge your chosen niche's potential profitability through market and keyword research. We'll expand on each stage or step, however you want to call it, of the process in further detail next. But for now, it's important to understand what we're doing here and why. So a great question to ask yourself is, how important is it to choose the right niche? Well, choosing the right niche is the most important part of them all. 
whether you're building an affiliate niche website or aiming to explore other type of online business. Get it right and all the pieces of the puzzle going forward will end up fitting together nicely even if you make some mistakes along the way. Get it wrong and no matter how hard you try, it'll be very tough to progress and extremely difficult to reach your desired outcome, even if you do everything else 100% perfect. How well this choice is made may very well turn out to be the difference between a profitable niche site slash online business and one that struggles every day to generate any kind of positive result, income or traffic-wise. It can literally mean the difference between success and failure. So when you go out searching for niche, you're not necessarily hunting down for products to promote. As I explained in the latest episode of the OBFM podcast, episode 15, which answered the what is a niche website question, a niche is a group of people who share a common interest or problem. I also like to call it a topic, theme or subject, but essentially a niche is an audience. And that's what you should be looking for an audience you can serve. There are determinant reasons as to why you should stick to this approach. Regardless of how profitable the product might be, audiences stick around for much longer than products, or sometimes even companies do. Plus, once you fully understand the ins and outs of your niche, you'll be able to see which products better serve your audience's needs, which opens the doors to a broader set of money-making opportunities. An important thing to remember is that, when you're picking out the niche, you shouldn't just rush into it. Grab the first niche you lay your eyes on and build a website or start an online business around it. I know that successful people say it all the time. Don't think twice. Go for it. Take action right away. I mean, they're true, but wait a second right there. You cannot take that advice literally for everything under the sun. Some things need to be thought over before actually taking the plunge and going after them. That's the case of finding a niche for your website or online business. That being said, there are many factors to consider and some questions you need to ask yourself before anything else. For example, as far as competition is related, you should ask, how much competition is there in this niche? Does it have any competition at all? Is it too competitive? And as it concerns interest over time, is it an evergreen niche, a seasonal one, or just a passing trend? In what's related to profitability, you need to ask yourself, is there a high enough demand for niche-related products? Are there people looking online for products in this niche? What's the average price point of these niches' products? Is there money to be made in this niche or not really? Will it be hard to make any money? How much or how little can I earn? Finally, you need to think about your personal interest as well. Will I feel comfortable creating content for this niche? Do I really want to serve this niche? Do I even like it? Put simply, you should do your homework beforehand. And more importantly, you shouldn't take this niche finding process lightly. This stuff can literally make or break your niche website slash online business. Okay, without out of the way... Let's explore each step in greater detail. Let's start from the beginning, right? So, your quest for the perfect niche starts with brainstorming for niche ideas. How do you brainstorm for niche ideas? Smart question, I'm glad you asked. 
simply use one, some or all of the methods I'll describe next. Method number one is called the triple seven list. Pat Flynn of the Smart Passive Income blog has a great way to brainstorm for niche ideas. He uses the 7-7 list or simply the triple seven list method. Here's how it works. You start by coming up and writing down three separate lists of seven items, seven passions, seven problems, and seven fears of yours. Then, from your list of 21 items, select your top 10 favorite ones. There's a final part to this method and the following ones, but I'll expand on that later on when I talk about market and keyword research. Method number two is titled ClickBank's Best Sellers. As the name implies, this brainstorming method leverages the use of ClickBank's database and stats. If you're wondering, what in the world is ClickBank? Let me help you really quickly. ClickBank is a service, or to say it better, an affiliate network which lists thousands of affiliate programs that anyone can join to promote products and make money from. Now, despite the simplicity of the method, it comes with proven results. You'll learn why in a second. Here's how you go about it. You first head over to clickbank.com and click on the affiliate marketplace link that you can find in the top right menu of the website. In the left sidebar of the affiliate marketplace page, pick one of the categories and then select one of its subcategories. Finally, sort the list of results by gravity and order them from high to low. Any product with a gravity score equal to or higher than 20 is a good choice. There's actually a quicker way to accomplish the same task by using the advanced search at the top of this same affiliate marketplace page. Hey, wait a minute, Luby. What is ClickBank's gravity feature, really? Geez, you sure have a lot of questions today. ClickBank's gravity is a score that represents the number of times a product has been sold by a unique affiliate within a week's time frame. A score of 130 means that 130 different affiliates sold at least one unit of that product in the last seven days. For example, if I had made 30 sales of the product XYZ on ClickBank yesterday, that would only represent one point being added to the overall weekly gravity score. The higher the gravity, the more the product is selling. In other words, there are people looking for it and best of all, buying it. That's the proof you need to be confident that you'll also be able to make some sales and earn some affiliate commissions. There's actually a demand for that specific product. The third brainstorming method is the look around you method. Al Pacino's motivational speech on any given Sunday always comes to mind when I use the look around you method. If you haven't watched this movie yet, good for you. You have a cool film to add to your watch later list. I promise I'm not going to spoil it for you, but here's the gist of this speech. Life is a game of inches. Those inches are everywhere around you. Everything you need is right here, in front of you. So... Just open your eyes and take a look around. Go about your normal life, and as you do your stuff, note down whatever catches your attention, even the smallest, ordinary things. In fact, everyday activities can be a great source of inspiration for topic ideas. Activities like reading a book, listening to the news, listening to a podcast, of course, listening to some music, attending a seminar or a webinar. 
watching a movie like Any Given Sunday for sure, or seeing a play, talking to the cabman, to the cleaning lady, to a friend, just starting a conversation with someone, reading a magazine or a newspaper, reading blog post comments, going through the list of product categories on Amazon, eBay, ClickBank, and JVZoo, going shopping, traveling, commuting, or taking a walk, checking out Google Trends and using Google Instant, reading forums or social media groups in your area of interest, understanding what others are doing with their niche websites, going to the library or browsing Wikipedia, looking at online ads or offline advertising, things you do on your spare time, your hobbies and passions, topics you usually talk about with your relatives or friends, politics, football, weather, etc., things you think could be improved with a new invention, a scientific breakthrough, etc., Essentially, all you need to do is live life and write down what you see around you. Method number four is leveraging your knowledge and skills. In fact, you should ask yourself, how about putting my knowledge and skills to a different use other than my job or hobby? Maybe you have worked as a doctor for 30 years and now you have a lot you can share. Maybe you're an expert nutritionist or maybe even you're a great tennis or pool player. How about your computer programming skills? Do you know how to paint, sing, play the piano? That could help. Why not start a niche site where you teach people what you know and are experienced at, thus leveraging your skills and knowledge to offer lots of insightful and helpful information? Think about it. The fifth method is titled Niche X List of Profitable Niche Ideas. I've already talked about it before, but I'll mention it again. You can look for and find potential niche ideas for free on nichex.com. Stuart Walker and his team have listed literally thousands of profitable niche markets around which you can build niche websites and online businesses. Just give it a look and see if you can find something that suits or inspires you over there. The final method, method number six, is following expert advice. Understanding and not necessarily copying, but being inspired by what other people in a similar situation do or have done is always a great move and definitely a good learning opportunity. As such, I've created a kind of mini experts roundup where I invited some expert bloggers, SEOs and SEO companies to share what they do in regards to finding a niche. You can find their answers to the question, What's your best way for coming up with new and exciting topics for a brand new niche website? In this episode's show notes page at onlinebusiness.fm slash 16. Alright, the next stage of my three-step profitable niche finding formula is matching your chosen niches with their respective parent markets. So, now that you have your list of niche ideas, this next step is all about understanding to which markets they belong to. This will give you a clearer view as to how profitable your niche might or might not be. The thing is, different types of markets have different inner workings and different consumer behaviors. Some markets are naturally more profitable than others. Let's learn more about them so you can then identify your niche idea's parent market. There are three major markets that are known for their evergreen profitability. Health, wealth, and relationships. Together, they represent about 95% of the most profitable markets, both online and offline, and are guaranteed sources of income and success as long, it goes without saying, 
as long as you properly explore their niches and sub-niches. Health, what can one say about the health market? Health goes beyond being just a need. It's more of a crucial requirement. We all want to feel young, be fit, and look beautiful, right? Every one of us aims to live long, healthy, and happy lives, and we want the same for our loved ones, for our pets and friends. It's no wonder, therefore, that there are a ton of people out there willing and, unfortunately, having to spend a lot of money in the health market, which opens the doors to a panoply of profitable niches. A few examples of sub-niches in the health market are nutrition, anti-aging, weight loss, muscle gain, natural healing, sleep disorders, paleo diet recipes, getting rid of acne, stress management, and much more. The wealth market. Who doesn't want to be rich? Or, at the very least, have some money in their pockets? I mean, we all need to pay our bills, make a living, and have enough money to live a comfortable life with everything we need for ourselves and our family and our pets. As such, the wealth market is filled with great business opportunities because people are always looking for ways to save more, pay their debts, improve their careers, and increase their income. Here are some examples of sub-niches in the wealth market. Copywriting, gold trading, crypto coin mining, saving for college, mortgage refinance, Facebook advertising, small business advice, self-publishing your book. The relationships market. Ah, love. Exciting and new. We all want to feel loved, be attractive, have a wonderful relationship with our better half, be accepted by our peers, welcomed by those who matter most to us, and recognized in our community. Unsurprisingly, we're definitely willing to invest some cash to achieve all of that. Examples of sub-niches in the relationships market are marriage, baby car seats, maternity clothing, relationship advice, birthday party ideas, getting your ex back, how to make friends, wedding party dresses, and so on. So the question that pops up is, why are these three markets so powerful and strong? Because they represent our basic human needs which were perfectly depicted in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Listen, I don't mean to bother you with psychology or psychological stuff in this year podcast, but the truth is, marketing is all about understanding people. So just super quickly for you to understand. The hierarchy of needs was developed by an American psychologist by the name of Abraham Maslow, who lived between 1908 and 1970. For Maslow, people's motivation is directly connected with the fulfillment of needs. He came up with a concept called Maslow's Pyramid that sorts human needs in an ascending order, from our primary needs to our secondary needs. At the bottom of the pyramid, he listed our primary needs, the satisfaction of physiological basic needs like breathing, eating, and drinking. On the above segments, our secondary needs are listed like so. Safety, love-slash-belonging, self-esteem, and personal fulfillment. What all of this means is that people spend more money when they're not thinking. People are willing to spend money in these evergreen markets because they are triggered by emotion, 
their needs rather than reason. Chances are they'll never be satisfied with the products they buy and they'll keep on spending money on the next big thing, the latest, best solution. So if you're still wondering what are the most profitable niches, the answer is those niches that belong to one of the top three evergreen markets, health, wealth, and relationships. As long as you make sure your niche falls into one of these three major markets, you really can't go wrong. The remaining 5% of the evergreen markets are represented by the general interest market. This particular market is composed of that kind of activities that make people feel well, like hobbies and leisure, because they're based on their passions. Examples of sub-niches in the general interest market are Aikido, sports, survival, pet care, aquarium supplies, adventure holidays, auto repair at home, acoustic guitar lessons, and so on. Okay, we've now reached the final stage of my niche finding system, which pertains to market and keyword research. You need both of these types of research to better know and understand your audience, their problems, the language they're using, what keyword terms they are typing into the search engines, and how many monthly searches those specific terms have. Let's begin with market research. Here's how to go about it. First, get to know your audience better. Look through forums, Q&A sites, groups on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Slack, how-to websites, blogs, podcasts, and YouTube channels in the niche you're researching to find out more about your audience. Try and understand your niche's problems, needs, desires, challenges, pain points, ambitions, and aspirations. Second, find out which products already exist and check out people's thoughts about them. Search your chosen niche for products people are already buying and using and try to grasp how useful and helpful they are or aren't. Third, truly understand the problems your audience members are facing. Understand what your audience really wants in the solutions that promise to solve their problems. Figure out what's working and what's not working in the products that already exist and are being used. Learn how your audience describes their ideal solution, the language, the terms and the jargon they use. You'll need to be able to speak your niche's language fluently in order to use it in your content, marketing and advertising campaigns, and in your keyword research too. Last but not least is keyword research. Keyword research is the missing ingredient to all of the brainstorming methods I described earlier. Now that you have a bunch of niche ideas and niche-related terms that you have found in your market research, you need to type them into your keyword research tool of choice and look for promising related keywords. By that I mean low competition, high traffic keywords. For the ClickBank's bestseller method in particular, check whether the main keywords of the sales page for the product you have found have a high enough search volume dash low amount of competition combination that warrants building a site around. Make sure you understand which problem your chosen product is promising to solve. As you're doing your keyword research, visit the SERPs, the search engine results pages, for the keywords that denote a buyer's intent. 
I'm talking about key phrases that include prefixes or suffixes like best, review, purchase, vs, that's versus, for the money, discount, etc. Check Google Serbs for those commercial type of keywords and see if there are any ads and other affiliate niche sites. If there are, that's a good sign. There's money to be made in that niche. That's why there are companies investing in paid advertising and other affiliate marketers trying to explore it. Alright, to finish up this episode, I'll share with you the keyword research criteria I used for my niche site project, where I built an Amazon affiliate niche website from scratch and grew it into profitability while documenting every step I took along the way on my blog. Check out episode 14 of the OBFM podcast if you'd like to learn more about my public niche side project case study. Just head over to onlinebusiness.fm slash 14. So about my keyword research criteria. The one I decided to follow, and I should add, that it makes perfect sense to set a keyword research criteria right from the start. The one I decided to follow was find a primary keyword with 5,000 plus exact match local monthly searches or a minimum of 1,500 exact match local monthly searches with lots of good related long-tail keywords to target. Low competition in the first page of Google. Google's top 10 results not crowded by e-commerce sites. About that exact match local searches thing. Local year refers to the United States of America. Together with Canada, the United Kingdom and Australia, the USA is one of the Tier 1 countries which are known for their high online consumer habits. That's why I decided to target that country. I mean target the audience of that country. Let me explain my criteria now. And each website needs to drive a decent amount of organic traffic to its money pages those that target commercial intent keywords in order to generate a reasonable number of sales slash affiliate commissions each month. That's why I wanted my primary keyword to ideally have 5,000 plus exact match local searches a month. If it was tough to find a keyword with so many searches a month, I could instead try and find a primary keyword with around 1,500 plus exact match local monthly searches and lots of secondary long tail keywords with a good amount of searches per month from 200 to 800. Long tail keywords are those key phrases with, I would say, more than three words. Their search volume might not be as high as that of key phrases with fewer words, but if you publish lots of posts, each one targeting a different long-tailed keyword, your organic traffic will add up over time. So that was my ideal keyword research criteria. And by ideal, I mean that you must put enough effort and time to finding something that matches it, or at least gets close enough to it, because keyword research is as important as choosing the right niche and a crucial component of the entire niche website building process. The keyword research tool I used back then was Longtail Pro. It's still a great choice if you're seriously considering doing keyword research. You can actually get it by following my link here, onlinebusiness.fm/longtailpro. This is an affiliate link, I need to warn you. 
meaning that I earn an affiliate commission at no extra cost to you if you do decide to take my recommendation and purchase the tool after following my link. Or you can choose to use Ahrefs, ahrefs.com, which is an all-in-one SEO tool, a more complete SEO tool, but also a more expensive one. Finally, just so you know, I ended up using the look around you brainstorming method to find my profitable niche. I remember to have found lots of interesting things when I looked around me. Petfish food, walking the dog, riding my bicycle, training your pet, drawing cartoons, food truck business, running the marathon, computer programming, asking someone for directions, guys starting a conversation with a beautiful woman at the coffee shop, etc. But my great niche idea was found when I was taking a look at the newspaper. One of its news said that a particular kind of event was increasing more and more in popularity in the United States in recent years. Since I was and still am passionate about the topic, it was a no-brainer to me, although the niche failed to fall into one of the three major evergreen markets. It's actually a sub-niche of the general interest market. But I went ahead anyway, after doing proper market and keyword research to confirm the niche's profitability and viability, of course. Okay, Prodigy World, Prodigy World, that's how I'll be calling you from now on. All of you, my tribe, this growing community of amazing supporters, readers, subscribers, and listeners of the Online Business FM podcast and of the Income Prodigy website and email list. Hopefully this episode has taught you a lot on the subject of how to find a profitable niche. It's important to understand how decisive your niche selection process is in the overall success of a niche website or online business. By treating it with the proper importance and attention it requires, all of the following steps and decisions will become much easier and logical to you. I shared a few brainstorming methods that you can use for finding niche ideas, and I also told you about the most profitable markets. As long as you do things correctly, and this is fundamental, doing things correctly, exploring a sub-niche in one of the three major evergreen markets will increase your chances of success dramatically. Regardless if you'd rather explore a passion or a hobby of yours or some other niche topic that falls inside the general interest market, you can still achieve success and make money online, but you'll need to add an extra layer of attention and effort. You can find the show notes page for this episode at onlinebusiness.fm slash 16. It's really more than just a simple show notes page. It's an actual blog post with a podcast player featuring the audio version of the article. Again, you can find it at onlinebusiness.fm slash 16. Do join us for the next episode of this show with another exciting topic in discussion. Thanks as always for listening, and be sure to subscribe to our show on CastBox. After iTunes, CastBox is where most of our listeners come from these days. Or you can also subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or on your favorite app or podcasting directory. Check on which you can subscribe at onlinebusiness.fm.
Lastly, please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes to help the show rank higher and reach more people. Take care and I'll see you around. From sunny Lisbon, Portugal to the world, this is Luís Miguel Correia, a.k.a. Louis Luke, and I'm signing off. Thank you for supporting the Online Business FM podcast. For more episodes and other great stuff, check out the show's homepage at onlinebusiness.fm. Online Business FM, let's find out together how we can make it online.